Hey, what's going on, everybody? Coach B here. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your week. It's a beautiful day outside. Looks like summer's finally arrived. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that because now it's going to rain. Shoot. Sorry. My bad. Anyways, rain or shine, we've got a new podcast episode for you today. Uh, this interview is uh, the fourth interview uh, during my, my quarantine time at home. Uh, originally recorded April 10th, being released today on July 13th. It's a conversation I had with Remax Fort McMurray's Melanie Gallia. Uh, very, very excited to talk to Melanie. I've known her uh, through the Richard Robbins Network and the Remax Network now for a number of years. She is a pull no punches, make no excuse kind of gal with a huge heart. Uh, I've, I've learned a lot. I've shared a lot of uh, th things back and forth with Melanie over the years. She's, she's a really fantastic person and uh, I couldn't be more excited to share this interview with her. You know, one of the, the words that has been thrown around at nauseum over the last, uh, you know, this year really is, is the whole idea of unprecedented times. And I think we can all agree the COVID-19 is unprecedented. We've never experienced anything exactly like this. But the thing that I keep reminding myself or being reminded through the conversations I'm having with our guests is that unprecedented times have happened in the past. And although at first glance they seem unique, very different, um, when you look hard enough, there is actually a pattern that emerges uh, between a lot of these different unprecedented times. And, and you know, that's what exactly what happened when in 2016, the Fort McMurray fires absolutely rocked that community. And that's a community that Melanie serves and she had been serving that market for nine years. And I don't think anybody could have foresaw the, the, the awful carnage that, that uh, gripped that community. And of course, when we're talking about people's lives and whatnot, uh, business seems like a, a far, far second. But uh, as they started to rebuild that community, everybody's business, including the real estate agents in that community, had to sort of rebuild and, and move forward. So Melanie shares her story about what she did during that unprecedented time to move her business forward, what she learned about herself through that process, uh, what she, she learned uh, from you know, moving her business forward when there's a lot of uncertainty around. And then we pivot to, you know, one of the, the silver linings of, of that tragedy, which was, you know, her starting to embrace digital media, specifically live streaming, and even more specifically live streaming open houses. Melanie still to this day, even before COVID-19, um, she had been doing live stream open houses and has continued to do them and has no intentions of ever going back to old, uh, old school in-person open houses. So I think this is, a, this is a really timely interview as as many of us, particularly in BC, are now in phase three. There's a conversation around whether or not going back to doing open houses is appropriate or not appropriate. Well, Melanie has a playbook that she has developed uh, that, that really before even COVID happened, she was decided a long time ago that she's not gonna do in-person open houses and it's worked really, really well for your business. So all that to say, I hope you enjoy this interview with Melanie Gallia. You are on the rise. This is the On The Rise Real Estate Podcast, where we show realtors how they can build a business they love owning. Here's your host, Braden Wheatcroft. seen an on-the-ride episode. It's really simple. We're talking with high-producing, top-producing, experienced Remax agents right across the network. People who have been there and done that. They've seen unprecedented times and they're still here to tell the story. And they're going to be sharing uh, with us every week some of the things they've learned through 
uh, previous experiences, whether it was going navigating their business through 9-11 or the recession. Today, uh, one our guest, uh, Melanie, has a particularly uh, impactful story about something that was really isolated to her market uh, exclusively. In, in 2016, many of you know, uh, Fort McMurray and the surrounding area experienced an incredibly uh, traumatic and terrible uh, fire. Um, you know, I, I'll let her tell us a little bit more about it, but obviously for everybody in that community, life was put on hold, uh, business was put on hold. Uh, and, and I know watching her from a distance, uh, not only did Melanie uh, do a great job uh, managing her own life. She did an incredible job managing her business. And there's going to be a lot of insight we're going to be able to take away from that. Uh, I'm going to be asking her the same questions we've been asking all of our guests. Of course, if you have questions for her, please throw it in the comments and I'll ask her throughout the interview. Uh, but one of the main focuses for today is going to be talking a lot about virtual open houses, 360 tours and things where, uh, you know, right now a lot of us are starting to figure out, okay, we're probably going to have to do these quite a bit. Uh, Melanie, just a little preview. She has been doing three six or sorry, uh, virtual tours for three years now. Before they were cool, so she's going to be able to share some of her experiences, maybe some of her uh, missteps and, and fails. Because one of the things I love about her, she throws things against the wall. She likes to fail forward uh, and just try different things. So, with all that to say, please everyone join me in welcoming Melanie, not Mel, Melanie Galliot. Good morning, Mel. How are you, my dear? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I just want to say good morning to uh, some of the people here. Uh, good morning, Stephen Calderwood, uh, Cheryl Woolley. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Kyle. We the North baby, you know, you got to represent uh, Tracy Foster. Hello, Alex Rose. Hopefully you haven't spent all that money yet uh, from the draw this week. And yeah, lots of other people. Nicole Pellin says, yo, bra. That's right. Good morning. Good morning to uh, Coral Gilbert. And of course, good morning to you, Melanie. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. We uh, really, really appreciate you taking the time, especially on Good Friday, uh, to speak with us and, and you know share your insights and your stories. But why don't we just take it from the top for those of you who have haven't met you, haven't connected with the underline? You know, let's let's hear your origin story. My origin story. Okay, so uh, I've been selling real estate in Fort McMurray the entire time since 2007. Um, as any woman moves to Fort McMurray, you either move for love or money. I move for love. I'm just in it with something different. So, um, awesome. I, yeah, like it's been a really interesting ride from starting to do video to starting like marketing and thinking, of, I'm going to let you gear because I can, I, you know, I can talk. So I'm Oh, don't you worry. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, interrupt and intrude when I need be. But yeah, so, so you started in 2007. Well, I'm just curious, what were you doing before that? <laughs> I was a massage therapist before. So um, I owned my own business in Ontario. I sold that, moved out here, and I was doing both for a little while until I got my feet, once I really was like, okay, I'm done. And you may not think, like I owned a business before, so I understood what it meant to market. And and being a massage therapist in Ontario, there's a lot of handcuffing on what you could do to market yourself. So, um, and social media wasn't a thing yet. So mm -hmm. I have... Uh, I went full tilt and I, I don't look back. I don't look back. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you moved to Fort McMurray for love, you say, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Um, but, but, uh, you, you managed, you decided to get a real estate license and, and set up shop in, in that market. Yeah. Now I can, I can only imagine, um, just again, looking from afar and you think about the energy sector, you think about prices of oil and gas and all that. I mean, that, I would imagine as a market that's very volatile at the best of times. Is that fair to say? 
It wasn't when I got in the business in this, it, well, in the sense of it was just coming off a pretty big high. Um, it was coming off a pretty big high and where the market just went nuts and prices went crazy. And it was a, it was a seller's market. We have not seen anything like that as long as I've had my license. So the market has changed dramatically in the last little while. And this year started out like we were, we are on track to have like an incredible, incredible year. Mm. Um, I think that we're just going to have a delayed spring, but yeah. we, I, Fort McMurray has been beat up a lot yeah. in the last four years from the fire to tech, not doing, uh, not being here, all the fights about the pipelines and people can have mm. different, different opinions about that. We need one. We, we need to get our, our, our own stuff to market mm. and safely, of course, and so it was disappointing to see tech not work out because there were so many indigenous um, buy-in for it. So, mm -hmm. and then uh, then we had COVID and then we had the stock market prices go down and then of course the oil prices tanking. So yeah. that's, uh, it's going to be a very interesting year here. Very we're we're going to ask you lots of questions about what you're doing right now in your business to sort of retool and pivot and redirect. Um, my Our previous guests, a lot of them, um, you know, when I asked them the question, like before we talk about COVID, let's, let's reflect on before this moment, the most challenging time that you've experienced in your career. And, and for a lot of people I've talked to, they reference 9-11. They talk about the Great Recession. Uh, and, and in the case of our most recent guest, Mike McMullen, he talks about building his career, I think seven, eight, 10 years in Calgary, and then picking it up and moving to Victoria and how challenging that was. Yeah. Um, you know, when I ask you the question about before this moment, what was the most challenging uh, point in your career? I'm, I'm curious to know that it would have to be the fires, would it not? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Can, can 2016 was like, it was, it was scary. And I actually kind of think in some ways the fire woke us up and it, mm -hmm. and it helped our, helped our economy and helped our, our business because people were going to work, building homes and the, the plants, excuse me, the plants still needed to be, to run. You can't just, you can't shut them down. Like you can't just, it's not, it's a very complicated process. You don't just flip a switch and turn it on and off. That's not how it works. So, so um, maybe you could give us a little bit of a, an insight to like, what, what was that like? Cause there was one day that life was normal. <laughs> And then there's the next day that fire started. And May the 1st is when the fire started to get back. And, and there was a couple of evacuation orders and a couple of subdivisions. And then it just seemed like there was all these different pockets of fire. Yeah. Kind of like around the city. And it, I'm going to tell you, it is a miracle that no one died in a fire. It is a miracle. Someone did die, die when they were driving away from town. And, and that's like, incredibly unfortunate Tragic, um, but it but it didn't no one died here and you have to realize eighty-eight thousand people evacuated the city there was only one way into fort mcmurray and out of fort mcmurray and a lot of the subdivisions only had one way in and out of it so there's some things that we definitely learned and and i have to say i um i didn't lose my home where my house is is like well where the house i live now but um it was rented at the time. So like the house wasn't affected and I was so lucky, but my ex and I were living somewhere else because we were figuring out where we were going to move and stuff. Cause he had sold his house and my house was rented. So we were trying to figure out, you know, what we were going to do. So we were living downtown. I I'm so grateful because 
It's like I was in this little bubble and I didn't have to go through the walls of fire. We went north and we literally camped under what's called the bridge to nowhere. So on the river. And then the next morning we snuck back and I did some live videos along the way too. So people may have remember seeing some of those things along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like, so th- the difference between what happened there was that there was an endpoint. The fire was out. Yeah. And, and, what I would say, I'm not going to beat myself up about how I responded because it was it was traumatic. What leaving and not knowing if the house was going to be okay. This isn't it's it it's not traumatic in the same way. It's inconvenient more than it is traumatic at this point, unless you're personally experiencing COVID in your life. Yeah. So I, I there were some emotions that I had to deal with and that everyone was dealing with yeah. during that time. But if I could go if I could go back, I wish I had I had learn some more skills and, and done that. So that's why I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. And the reason that I'm doing so many of these types of things is because I want to get back and I want to say, Hey, like this, if it's slow down a bit, this is the time to dig in, get back to bases, go through your database. I'm not telling people to call every single person though. Like, like you, for me, I have to have a reason to pick up the phone yeah. and it's not just, Hey, how's it going? I haven't talked to you in a year. Yeah. How are you? You're like, that's, that's not me. So I'm right now I'm using my efforts to dive in deeply to discover Fort McMurray. Yeah. And I was supposed to launch a 30 videos in 30 days on May the 1st. And I decided this isn't the right time to start it because we were evacuated on the 3rd of May and we, we were gone for, we couldn't come back until June 1st. So it was, yeah, I'm going to ask you about Discover uh, Fort McMurray a little bit later on in our conversation. I, I, I do want to, um, before we move on from, from your experience with the fires, because I, I hear what you're saying. There was a start point, there was an end point, but then there was the 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 weeks and months after that. And I can only imagine as both a, a person and a professional in that community, there was a lot of uncertainty. You know, I, I know because I, I have you know talked to the broker owner of Remax out in, in that area and, and, you know, just the idea of like, there's less homes for realtors to sell. There's less homes for people to live in. I had homes that were under contract that may have been damaged. Maybe they didn't burn down, but it's extensive smoke damage. So I know all the realtors in that community must have been wondering about what are the impacts going to be on, on my livelihood and, and how am I going to continue to shore things up and move forward? Like what, what was that process like for you? You know, I, I, have, to re- I have to thank my REMAX family because whether it was I was staying with like parents of family, like like it was a re- literally the Remax family that took care of uh, my ex and I during that time, and so whether it was staying at their houses or they banded together and they donated money to us too, and and that was really helpful because we were it wasn't we weren't in a good place we really yeah. weren't in a good place financially. So, um, am I answering your question? I want to know, you are answering the question, and, and I, I think that's amazing to hear about your, your family, your REMAX family taking care of you, and that's that's uh, that's amazing. I hope every REMAX family is taking care of their, their people right now. Um, I, I think that what I'm curious to know is, is putting our business hat on for a second. You know, you had a business plan in April that all of a sudden seemed probably not not relevant by, you know, May and mid of June or whatever. Um what did you do to refocus your business to, to move forward in an uncertain time? Uh, I'm going to tell you, it wasn't about refocusing. It was just, I was flying by the seat of my pants. So this Appreciate is what I honesty. this time, you know, because the phone was ringing and it was like, 
it was, it was busy, but there was different things that there were things that we had to do differently. You know, we had to make sure our houses were okay and all of that sort of stuff. But, you know, we had to, if there was a deal, appraisers were needing to go in to verify that the house was still there and it wasn't damaged. So that Mm -hmm. was, some there were some extra hurdles so i don't know if there's going to be extra hurdles right now for what we're experiencing i can't see them other than um the banks taking a little extra longer or home inspections are you know i did have i've had a couple deals close and come together during this time and it's like showings are different and home inspectors now have access to lock boxes and they're going in by themselves and they're wearing masks and gloves and hand sanitizing and and are, are, I'm on the board of my local board. So I've been pushing for moving things forward. Mm-hmm. I want to, um, you asked, uh, you, or you said that if you could go back in time and, and sort of do it over again, yeah. um, you would have done some things differently. And that's maybe giving you the kick in the butt to work on those for the last three years. And now those skills that you've been building are serving you really well right, right now. Um, maybe you could just give us just a couple high points. Like if you could go back differently, like what would some of those bit things have been? I probably would have reached out to my clients that I knew locked their house. That's one thing to help them. Like if you ever hear somebody go through something like that. Um, but we didn't know, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right? Yeah, fair enough. So I, yeah. it's a really difficult for question to answer because it's, yeah. a, it's not the same circumstance, right? Yeah. So um, but I mean, this is the time to make sure you're taking care of yourself physically, mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, you know, those are, you know, I know, you know, right? Like it's, it's really important to take care of, take care of yourself as, as well as taking care of other people. But, yeah. you know, it's like the airplane mask. You got to make sure you take yeah. care of yourself, right? Before yeah. you can take care of other people. Yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely the case. Um, okay, well, let's maybe jump forward to to now and, and you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so we've, we've sort of been in this situation. I know this it's been a developing situation now for, for weeks, but um, maybe we can look at the last 30 days or last three weeks where it, it's sort of been breaking news to, you know, every week it seems like we're getting new instructions on how to uh, conduct ourselves both as, as citizens, but also as business owners. Like what, what have you done in the last two to three weeks uh, in your business to just adapt with the times? Uh, the most important thing is re- reaching out to my, like my buy. really the buyers are dictating what's ha- happening in their market. Hands down. Okay. They're, they're holding in our market for sure. They're holding back, they're waiting. Um, but we're seeing some things different than, or more <laughs> We're, we're experiencing layoffs, right? Because of, but, but that's not because of COVID. It's because of the oil prices. So it's a little right. bit different. So, right. um, but calling my clients, making sure that um, our board was really progressive. We didn't wait to be mandated to stop open houses. We stopped open houses right away. We got the home inspectors access so that they could be doing home inspections on their own. Mm-hmm. And with some agents kind of kicking and screaming about it, but it's just like, I don't care what you think. We're taking care of the public. I'm taking care of you because everybody's response is very different. Yeah. And and I and I I got very present to that when I was talking to an agent that, you know, we our office had just put out forms that you need to sign and stuff like that. And she's like, Oh, I'm just gonna pop into one of your listings. And I was like, What? What do you mean? No, you're not. Like I called her and I was like, What's going on? Right. And and normally I wouldn't have picked up the phone. I might have just kind of blasted her and 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 but she broke down on the phone and she's like, she's coming out of a place of fear 
because mm-hmm. the rentals, her renters are screwing her over and she's worried about money. Yeah. So every single person is in a different place mm-hmm. and um, you got to be cognizant of that. So I'm trying to slow down my reactions to things and slow down to try to figure out what's going on over there because people, I mean, people are not okay and it may hit them at different points in time. So really encouraging whenever you're talking to your clients and your sellers, most especially whether they're taking this seriously or not, you have to make those decisions for them and tell them how it's, how it's going to be done. They'll thank you later. Yeah. I I think a couple of things you said there that really resonated with me is, is first off, I think just recognizing that uh, as an industry, you know, it sounds like you have a very progressive board. We are very fortunate in Victoria. We have a very progressive board as well. Um, And the best practices of, of how to move forward from here haven't really been set yet. There's been a lot of really great conversation. And I know I have a few people who are watching this right now who have been on the board or are on the board now. And I just want to say thank you guys for all your work. Um, but it, it's it right now as an industry, there's, I mean, there's tons of great brokerages in, in, in our market area. There's tons of great realtors. And yet everyone is kind of approaching it in a slightly different way. And that's totally understandable because we don't really necessarily know, but I think we need to keep forcing the conversations forward of like when we start to resume to, and I don't want to say normal because, you know, I want, I want to be acknowledged that, you know, the time. Here's a term we heard after the fire. It's a new normal. It's a new normal. The new yeah. normal. Right? And I, I've, been, I've been saying that a lot with people like there was a post 9-11 world and a pre 9-11 world. Like it was a little before my time, but I've, I've asked people about it and they said, you know, yeah, before 9-11 happened, I used to be able to breeze through security in 10 minutes. Now we go through security. It takes an hour. You know, I think the same will be with COVID where you're going to see, uh, you know, maybe things like shaking hands doesn't be isn't just normal anymore. Or, you know, all the, the sneeze guards they have at the grocery stores, maybe that just becomes part of the new post COVID world. But when we, when we talk in terms of um, moving forward as, as an industry, I'm curious, like what are some of the best practices that you are taking right now with your buyers first, and then we can talk to your sellers, but like, what are you doing to navigate with your current business um, as you see it as the best way of doing it? So talk about your buyers. Uh, one of the things I love actually is that I don't want anyone through the door that isn't serious. You better be pre-approved. And I mean, I know that's a, that's it should be that way anyways, yeah. but this is really pushing it. But one of the things I do is that I have, um, I use BombBomb. I use BombBomb a lot. I am a huge supporter of it. Um, I don't get any kickbacks or anything like that from them. I just want to make sure I say that. But I, I, I just love the product and I love the company and what they stand for. So I, I created a, a tutorial how to use, because you could have a whole bunch of different um different forms of media for your property. So I have a a video tour. I have my live open house tour videos. I have 360 tours, the floor plans and the photos. So I put them all in one email. I put them in all in one email and that email becomes a URL. So I can use that in a couple different ways. I send it to the buyer's agent and I say, listen, show that to your buyer, make sure they're serious about seeing them. And then the next thing is that we have, we've got um, area where, where they'll be a real estate association. So they have forms that people need to sign. And then we also have, um, what else do we have? We have uh, office forms that are like, you can't you hold it, hold harmless forms. Mm-hmm. So um, 
that's, so that's, that's something you're using right now with a lot of your buyers is, is making sure that they're seeing all of those documents ahead of time. Yes. Yeah. Um, markets, right. But the, the buyers have really, they've re, they really cooled off on our market here. And I think that there's also this mentality with buyers. Oh, people are going to be desperate. We're going to get a good deal now. Right. And, and are you starting to see that at all? Um, or oh, prices yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple offers. Yeah. Um, I, I'm finding that most people, like if my, if I, I mean, I have some opinions, mm -hmm. but I want to respect the competition bureau and stuff like that. But it's just like, we don't know what's going to happen. Don't make any decisions yet. Just wait a month before we know what's going to happen. Just, right. just that's been my recommendation to my sellers. Let's just slow down unless they're stupidly priced, you know? And, and so we're also our board, but like some of the people in, in, our market are like, I'm having conversations with my sellers. If you're not serious, if you don't want your house shown, get it off the market. Okay. That's okay. the thing you want to show, get it off. There's yeah. don't waste anybody's time, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so somebody's asking, even after COVID will buyers in Northern Alberta be prepared to make offers subject to virtual tours? I, I can't answer that question. I don't know. I think people, no matter what, I think people are going to want to see a house. I don't know how yeah. you go. I would never buy a house without seeing it. There's no way. So yeah. I don't know how I can't expect other people to feel the same way about that, but at least look at the tours before yeah. you decide you want to go and see it. And, and so you mentioned a few different types of videos and, and we'll, uh, we'll do, dive deeper into those um, a little bit later. But you see, so you're putting together, I've seen it and actually for the insiders watching, uh, I shared it. I'll reshare it after the interview, but it's on our group page. Um, where it, it actually shows you one of the bomb bomb templates. I think it's actually a tutorial video you put together, Melanie, of how yeah. to create this. But yeah. you're, you're right; you have you have different videos within the same email. And so, tell what, tell us a little bit about what's a live open house versus a, a video uh, tour versus a three. Like, yeah. help us like make sense of all these different types of videos. So, but three years ago, I decided I wasn't doing open houses anymore because I hate them. People. People weren't coming. I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting business. So I was like, why am I wasting my time? I can golf on a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. But really, I just wanted to golf on Saturdays and Sundays. So, um, respect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, so, so the, the solution was why not do a live open house. And so I would schedule it and then I would put ads about at it. And then, so I could reuse this content and I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and Gary V put out a deck about a year, year or two. Yeah. Ago. yeah. Let's, let's finish the first thought. Cause I'll ask you about the repurposing content. Um, okay. but so you, so you said you would schedule them. So first of all, let's, let's make this tactical for the people who are watching. Where would you schedule this? My calendar. Okay. Like, and so, so you would... My calendar, right? Every okay. Tuesday, every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Yeah. I'm doing a live open house on Facebook and an Instagram. And it, it wasn't, it, it's a recurring appointment in my schedule. It's my, so that's how you got accountability with yourself first as you put it in your schedule. There, I don't even know what you're saying to me right now. It's in my schedule. So I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. Right. Like, awesome. yeah. yeah. So. And then how do you promote it publicly? Happened. Sorry. How do you, how are you promoting it publicly? So people know that you're doing it. Um, put it on, I put it, I create an event on Facebook. Yeah. Um, put, so, and then we push that out and then we also do the same on Instagram. Awesome. And so the cool thing is it's even gotten people into multiple offers. It's like, it's in a buyer's market. So I can get, would you rather get your, your sellers 
in front of a couple people or hundreds of people. And that is an easy sell for sellers. Mm -hmm. They would rather have more because I can, I, I'm, I'm, I know you want to guide me later about this, but like, I'm, I like, I like working smart. I don't like working hard. We work hard enough in this industry at time dealing with emotions, dealing with asshole agents, dealing with, Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah. You're, you're allowed one cuss word, uh, per half hour. So we're still in the first half hour. So you're okay. going to go. All right. So, um, it could be emotional, right? So managing those things, I really believe in working smart, not hard. And so this for me was a way to work smarter and, and have a little bit of fun, right? So this is my best friend. It's my DJ. Like this is version one. Yeah. Um, when I retire it, I'll, I, I will figure, I tried the two, not a fan of the DJI two, not very disappointed. Actually, I would have, if I could have sent, I should have sent it back. I didn't like it at all. And just, just for those people who, who saw that on screen and wondering what the heck that is, that's not a, like a KitchenAid mixer or something that that is a, uh, a motorized gimbal and it's, it's, or other people call it a stabilizer and it's meant to, uh, so that you can walk with your cell phone and it keeps the shot as nice and stable as possible. That's the most, I, I hate shaky video. Yeah. I yeah. hate, hate, hate shaky video. So that's my, uh, that's my personal pet peeve. I'm going to try, I'm trying to take my phone case off so I can show you what it looks like, but basically it's me and the camera. Although before COVID, um, my assistant was going around with me and we sort of have a fun, a fun way to do that. And then, mm -hmm. so look at this though, right? Like, so it's just holds that nice and steady. That's so nice. Yeah. And those, those range anywhere. There's different brands, but like a couple hundred dollars to five, $600. They make them for, um, you know, big, big boy, big girl cameras like this too. Yeah. Uh, which I know you have one of these cause we were nerding out about cameras at the last Richard Robbins event. Yeah. Um, but those ones are more like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. So the ones you're looking for, if you're going to make that investment, is is the ones that are designed for mobile phones. So okay, yeah, but so, so you, but that's yeah. working smart, right? So yes. here, I mean, if we're going to dive in a little bit, like if you're not that's doing, why, that, I've already figured out in twenty eight minutes. There's no way I'm going to be able to keep you on a freaking agenda here. <laughs> My God, how naive of me. So what I love about this though is that. If you, okay, working smarter versus harder on like either you have time or money yeah. and if you don't have both, then you have time. And yeah. so how you spend your time and save your money is using your live open houses as your video tours. So okay. I, I get several bank repos. I don't do the fancy tours on those. All I yeah. do, the live video is the, is the tour. Okay. So just uh... no editing. I'm going to keep trying to chip away to make this as black and white for anyone who's watching or listening to this. Um, so you get a new listing. Yeah. You know that in your mind, you've already got it in your calendar that on Tuesdays you go out to, you go and do this. Yeah. And then you will publish an event on your social media. So your Facebook saying my new open, open house at one, two, three Oak street, a uh, virtual um, open house at this time, you show up there either by yourself or with your assistant with your stabilizer and your camera, and then you hit live. And then what happens? And we walk through the house. We talk about the house. We talk about the features. We talk about the neighborhoods. We talk about some amenities. I want to, I like to talk about things that people can't see, whether okay. it's 
you know, the stuff in the neighborhood, the the local, oh, Mitchell's is just down the street. They sell sunshine bread. You've got to get that. Oh, there's right. a water park the kids would love. You know, there's lots of great walking trails in Fort McMurray. So people really enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. And, um, but is it, are most places walkable in Fort Mac? Uh-uh. No, we yeah. are not a, we're not a, a well walkable city, I would say, unless okay. you're downtown. But so that, you talk about that's a really good insight though. So you so you you start at maybe the front door and you're you're walking through and you're not necessarily saying this is the kitchen. Like people can kind of see the kitchen. So you're maybe talking about the neighborhood itself, maybe some of the features you can't necessarily see. Um, but like when you get to the kitchen, like are you gonna say this is the kitchen or are you gonna say, you know, this kitchen was redone and blah, blah, blah? Like what would that sound like if I was watching one of your videos? So if I think about my kitchen. If I was going to go through my kitchen, I'm just in, I'm like 90% done a reno. I would talk about um, the tile, the backsplash. I would talk about the different design of it. I would talk about the, um, I would talk about the quartz countertop and, and the flooring and the soft closed drawers, or I would, I would talk about that. And I would definitely talk about some features. Maybe you can see them, but just talking about them in detail, yeah. while people get to ooh and ah of the of some of the features of the, of the place. But then I also have Andrea. Like when I have my assistant Andrea, we have a pretty. <laughs> there's a good banter. There's people that tell us that they watch our videos because of the banter between us. Because she'll say something like, "She's a mom, right?" So she brings this mom perspective to the videos, which is super fun. Because I remember one day we were walking through the garage and the garage had these hooks and it was it was a pretty decent sized landing from the garage into the house. And she was looking at these hooks and I'm like, that is not sexy. And she's like, I'm a mom. Yes, it is. You know, like no mess. And it was like, oh, right. You know, and, and so it can be like the mom factor of the home or the dad factor of the home, which is something that he might like or she might like. And so, we, just, we just try to have fun. So I think that's that's an interesting thought. So a couple of things that come to mind for me is, is just sort of repackaging that. So uh, maybe during the COVID times, going with a buddy may may not be the best choice. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you do, you know, keep your distance. But you know, as we get back to um, whatever the future will look like, you're saying that it's actually it's it's nice to be able to walk through the house, have somebody hold the camera, and that way yeah. you can be on camera a bit, but also the the house is. One of the best practices I've read on a few different articles is that like when you're doing a virtual open house, you shouldn't make yourself the main feature of the video. It's really about the house. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? How do you try to walk that line where you're, it's not self-promoting you specifically, but it's more showcasing the house? And it's okay for you to disagree. I know you'll disagree with me. Uh, uh, if, if you... Here's what I think. With me being in it, no matter what, I'm in it. Yeah. People get to know me. They get to see what I'm like, hear my voice. If I drive them crazy, they're not calling me as their agent. Perfect. Let's not waste anybody's time. I'm all about time or money, right? You wouldn't drive anyone crazy. I do drive some people crazy. Yeah, I know I do. I'm all right with that. I own it. Yeah, I love it. I love, it. <laughs> I love how you own you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So, but it, so, you know, I hear Michael Thorne talk about no like and trust. And I actually think that there's one other thing. Um, Molly Fletcher brought it up. People have to believe that you can solve their problems. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think that is it. So when it comes to doing video, 
And so I hope we have a chance. I want to take a chance to talk about people's concerns and fears and, and yeah. stuff like that. Okay, yeah. I have a really funny sort of thing. So when you go into a listing, do you ever say, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, how are you? I'm worried about how I look. So I'm just going to wear this bag over my head. And I hope you're okay with it because I'm really self-conscious about it. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Doesn't happen, right? Like people see you. So I don't want to say get over it. I don't want to say that. There's a, I went to the rehumanize the bomb bomb rehumanize conference. And there's a lady named Angie there. And she said, it so beautiful. She said, I had to work through it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and it just brought so much empathy for what people are going through. I'm, I'm very present to what it's like to start to do, learn something new. I am, I did my very first, before I got on the, on the line with you, I did my very first broadcast like this with a different program called Wirecast. Mm-hmm. And I've been going crazy trying to learn this program and, and it didn't go great today yeah like it didn't it didn't go great like there was times you couldn't hear me you could hear my my the the business that i was or you know doing but i had to remind myself that i remind people that are starting video your videos are always going to be better than the ones that somebody isn't else isn't doing mm-hmm. yeah. so and yeah i, 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 I feel forward today and i'm so glad you said that because i was kind of beating myself up it's like oh it sucks people aren't gonna watch it how did i screw that right but it's like Hey, trust me, we, we put a tremendous amount of effort into our sales meetings every week. And this week it totally shit the bed. There's my one swear (laughs) word for this interview. People couldn't hear me. And I had four or five guests on there and it it didn't record afterwards. Like I was pissed, pissed, but you know, it it just, it is what it is. You just, you just, you keep moving forward, right? Like it's, it's just, you know, the, the, the aggregate is going to be better. Uh, than not not moving forward. So I, I totally ex- um, appreciate that. Now we're almost done the virtual open house timeline because so you you list the house, you have it in your calendar, you promote it, you go live either by yourself or with your assistant. You talk about the features, you walk through the yeah. home, and then the uh, oh I want to ask: Do people comment on it while you're doing it? And how do you engage with people as they're yeah. as they may be talking? I I don't see it quite as much, especially if if um, if. If Andrea's doing it, she might tell me once in a while or, yeah. or she's, she's kind of cute, right? Like, so we, I don't necessarily, the one reason I like doing live through Facebook is this because I tried to try to do this and I found out by fluke. If you just did a pre-record, you have to edit. Right. Because you can't flip back and forth during a video that you're recording, which I think is so dumb, but you can't. Right. So you have to edit. I do not edit my Facebook lives because I can go back and forth from talking like me talking and then me showing me talking, me showing. So if I'm going up and down the stairs, I'm not showing going down, up, down the stairs. That's when I pop on me and I talk about as we transition to room to room, then I, then I'll say something, you know, that's when Andrea will hand the camera over to me and she likes to not be in the video. So I always try to catch her like Wilson on movements. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. game. And that's when I'll talk because I don't want her. The other reason is I don't want her showing my ass on the, on the she's following me around. I'm uh, I'm gonna sidestep that one and move on to my next question. So um, okay, but don't, okay, I'm gonna go back to this though. The reason okay. I want to do live, this is the point. The reason I want to do live is because I can flip the camera back and forth, and you can't do that if you're not live, and you yeah. do not need to do any editing, and you can upload it and make it a YouTube video afterwards. Right. So, so because downloading it from Facebook afterwards is crap quality. I didn't use the S yeah. word. I really wanted to. 
<laughs> okay. So, so there's a practical piece and I, I would agree with you, like for me as, as a content creator, shooting a video in a studio with a nice camera and the mics and everything for, for some reason, like I, I don't perform as well. Whereas when I go live, I just talk like how I talk mm -hmm. and then you can reuse this video and share it or turn it into a podcast or cut it up and all that sort of stuff, which is, we're going to talk about that um, in a bit. So you don't always get engagement with your people, but then you hit end. So you've ended the, the live stream. Now, what do you do with the video? So that's when I answer those questions. If I didn't get a chance during the video. You go um, back into the comments and, and just reply with a comment. Yeah. And then I, the, the other most important, the other important thing though is like download it before, like, yes, you press end, but they immediately download it. That's right. the, and then when you get to Wi-Fi, then upload it to your Dropbox so that you can get it over to, um, YouTube. Yeah. And then I also, what I'll do then is like, I'll edit the video in Facebook afterwards. Cause you can do a little bit of editing. So if you have a funky start, you can clip that at least. So, um, every video is different. You know, when it, somebody's asking about how many viewers, yeah, this is uh, from Cheryl Woolley is asking when you do uh, a live open, generally how many viewers do you get? And if I can build Cheryl on your question, I would, I'd ask it, how many viewers do you get while you're going live and, and average and versus how many viewers would you maybe get collectively after? Because people can re-watch it later. Is that right? After. So yeah. sometimes I'll have maybe up to 10. You got to remember my market's a little bit smaller and they have to be on part of my page to watch it. But afterwards, like I can boost it and I can do so many more things with it. So I've had up to like, uh, like 11,000 views on a video. So, yeah. or, or impressions or what, whatever those, I can't remember right now, but yeah, and I, 11, I, not 11,000, 1100. So it's like, I can get you in front of, you know, hundreds of people, or maybe, maybe someone will come through your open house. Maybe yeah. somebody will, won't steal something when they come through your open house. <laughs> Does that happen a lot in Fort McMurray? Uh, no, but I have heard about it. I'm just, I'm just teasing. It happens in Victoria too. So, um, okay. So that makes sense. Cause you know, I, I don't know the context behind Cheryl's question, but, um, whether Cheryl's thinking this or someone else is thinking it, I know that one of the things that might concern somebody is like, ah, oh, geez, like, is it going to hurt my reputation or is it going to be seen as a negative if I only had one live view or heaven forbid, I do an entire 20 minute live and nobody even looks on it. Okay. My perspective on that, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Because once the content is is there, um, and I shouldn't say who cares, because again, like going back to it, like, you know, empathy, I get that we're all trying new things. And so we do care. That's why we're, we're asking. Right. Um, but I would say that it's, it's, it's not the be all end all to have a million viewers live. If you have some great, uh, and if you have none, that's fine too. You can still use that video for other reasons later down the line. Hmm. Yes, I can. And that's why I do it because then I have more content. Then my sellers feel like I'm doing something for them as okay. well. That's, that's the other piece, right? It's for them. It's not necessarily for me. Doing the virtual is for them. I think public open houses are for me, but clients think it's for them. Right, right. Fair enough. Okay. So then, uh, and I just want to ask, because you, you did say like in some listings, you might uh, not do a uh, a, a video tour, like, like hiring a videographer, but in some cases you do. So is it, is it fair to say, like, if you list a, you know, a nice home that you might have your videographer do photos and floor plans and videos, but you're still going to do a virtual open house as well. 
So the so I I tend to get a lot of um I get bank repos from CMHC and so sometimes that's a fifty thousand dollar condo I'm not spending the money on that right like right. I'm so I'm just putting context to the question um but for every single one of my listings that are you know I've got one as high as nine seventy five right now it's getting the works yeah. but I I went away for a little while from doing the three sixty tours for the bank repos but I'm going back to it now because of because of the changes in in with COVID. So every yeah. single one is going to get it so that I can at least have people look at it and really, really see it before okay. they go. So this is a common question I've been getting from, from our community here is they'll, they'll message me and say, Hey, like which, which 360 camera should I buy? Or how do I do, um, you know, virtual tours, which is why I was so excited to have you on to help us sort of dispel some of the misunderstandings with this. So in your mind, when you say like a 360 tour, what, yeah. what is that? And how is it different than say a virtual open house? They're very different. Okay, They're so very, what, very what different. 360 so, tour? so a 360 tour is Matterport, Viewer, iGuide. Those are a couple brand names off the top of my head. Okay. It's, I am in control of the, the virtual tour. Like right. I, am, I am in control of that walkthrough, whereas the buyer, is in control of a 360 tour. They can decide right. how long they want to spend and what they want to do and where are in the house that they want to go. Um, and it might not be on your on your social media. It might be on the, the listing on your website where they where they view the virtual tour. It makes yeah. that, that all makes it to social though. Yeah. It doesn't like you can't put it on Instagram, but it yeah. makes it onto definitely makes it onto Facebook. Okay, so and so um, to clarify for some people, uh, when she, she's talking about Matterport or Imaviewer or um, iGuide, uh, so there's there's two components that we all have to be aware of with 360 tours. One is the camera that's used to capture the 360, and the second is the software that's used to be able to take those photos and 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 make them a immersive, you know, virtual reality experience. Not to go super nerdy, so. Yeah. Matterport is, is known for this incredibly beautiful, expensive camera, but they also have the technology. There's other cameras out there that don't make the software. So for example, like the Ricoh Theta yeah. uh, is a camera. Ricoh doesn't make uh, software, but there's other software companies like Viewer that will take your Ricoh Theta. This is really nerdy now, but just to make it understandable for people. So uh, you know, there's a 360 camera and then there's 360 uh, showing software. A lot of videographers uh, have the cameras already, but I do know there's realtors right now who are thinking about buying their own camera uh, and, and doing this on their listings as well. And, and I'm curious, like Mel Melanie, when you do this for yourself, uh, do you hire your videographer to do it or do you go and do your own 360 photos? Um, my photographer, I do my own videos. So I film my videos. I have um, my assistant's son on staff and he edits my videos. Okay. And so I've, I've suffered with quality a little bit for my videos, but he's getting better all the time, which is great yeah. because I wanted to be in control of being able to put out more content. Like it literally cost me a thousand dollars to put out, like to have one of my tutorials made. Whereas the second one only caught for the same amount of time only cost me half of that. Right. So, right. um, so my photographer does, I, the, the other thing is that with the iGuide system that he has access to, he does my measuring, measuring, which gives me the floor plans, which I advertise. So I made the commitment to do it because I could see the value of it. 
the, sorry, the, what, when you say eye guide, like what what commitment is that? That is that a camera that you bought, or it's a software? No, it's that you... his system. It's his camera. It's their eye guide is his camera system. Yeah, he bought from that company, and yeah. so he leases from them and then charges me back. So for my fix, my pictures, my three sixty tours, my photos in Fort McMurray, I pay four hundred dollars for the for okay. all. Of that. Okay, and that that includes that three sixty. And which the 362 and the measuring, which gives me floor plans as well. I hate measuring. They change yeah. things in Alberta that you have, like we have to measure. Whereas, you know, we found it on other places like floor yeah. plans on the builders, which, you know, like was, was, or wasn't accurate. So now at least I don't want to be sued. Yeah. And uh, my, my boyfriend used to help me and we always would have arguments about it. So I, like, the fight stopped. Yeah. Good relationship decision. Okay. So, so now we, now we've, we've basically emerged with two different types of, of, um, you know, video. So we have the virtual open house, which is generally from your cell phone on Facebook live, Instagram live, etc. Now we have the 360 tours, which are with that special camera and with the special software agents themselves can go do it or they can hire their videographer. And then we have, of course, something that we've kind of all used to, which is like video um, tours, like when a, like a videographer goes through and does the, you know, they, they, they create a video while they're taking the photos. And like, we, I think that's kind of commonplace. We've been doing that for years. Um, and, and do you do that when the, when the price is right on a home, you'll do one of those as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, do, I do. Yeah. I do all that stuff. So it's, uh, it works. I'm doing yeah. it. I, I know that I do more than any other agent does in our marketplace. And I've been doing that for three, well, since the iGuides came, for sure, I see, I still think for sure three years, I've been doing yeah. more than any other agents. So now you have all these these videos, you have a, your virtual tour, you uh, sorry, yeah, your virtual 360 tour, your virtual open house, and you're, you're done one by the videographer that's done. And you package them all in this incredibly uh, well-designed bomb bomb template. Can you walk us through like, where did that idea come from? What's the process like? And, and where do you, who do you send that to? Okay. So here's where the idea came from. Um, I want, I had some property. Uh, here's what I got grounded in. In 2014, when I started, like it was my second year doing videos, I ran into the buyer and the buyer was like, I came back and bought this house because of the video that you did. And that just, that hooked me. I knew, and I don't always know, right? I don't always know where these buyers come, came from, but I was really happy to hear that. So I was thinking, and I even wrote an article on LinkedIn, like a, a, a week before the whole COVID thing came out. And cause I had already started doing this and, um, it was like, I was doing, I was putting these email, this all together in bomb bomb. So if I had a really good first showing, I'd be like, okay, buyer's agent, can you send this to your buyers so that they can have their second, third fourth, fifth, sixth showing of the house, because I remembered what that buyer had said to me in 2014. So if I can keep them coming back to the house by looking at the walkthrough video, doing the 360 tour to remind themselves to see the floor plans, to see the photos again, to really be able to, on their own schedule, see everything in one place. And somebody might say, well, they can look at the MLS. Well, yeah, maybe they can, but this is really all of this makes it, not everyone is techie. Right. So having it one email in one place makes it easier for the buyer's agents, which makes it easier for your sellers to get offers. And that's why you're doing that stuff. hundred percent. 
I'm just pulling it up on my screen here. I'll be able to bring it on camera in a second. Um, but uh, so, so what you're saying, like when you say seconds, fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth showing, you're not actually talking about physically showing. You're saying, okay, you're the listing agent. Uh, the buyer's agent brought their clients through. It, you got feedback that they said it was a good showing. There's some strong interest. You zip over this bomb bomb template that has all of these different assets in it, all yeah. this information. And, and hope that the buyer's agent shares it with their clients so that they can, can keep coming back and looking at the home over yeah. and over and over again. Is that? Yeah. Do you have a, do you have an example of one to show? Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring your video on screen here. Hang tight. You know what? Uh, Let me find a, a one that I can send you so that you can at least put it on screen and show cool. somebody. Um, and for those of you who aren't, aren't aware, um, I'm going to bring this up. Uh, this is a video. I will reshare the link a YouTube video tutorial on how to create exactly what we're trying to show you, which is uh, making sure that the saved. So basically this is a template that okay, she's created in bomb that, that she's dragging your, and dropping some of, all of the different assets that she has for the house, whether floor it's floor plans, so again, you go um, to photos. Make sure you here. change that picture window because most people might not go back. Yeah, if you have right, so now I can so you can see the photos she's choosing through here. URL that you can use on social awesome. media. Yeah, if you can zip that over to me, I'll bring it on screen. Number three, what I do with all of the listings that I have is that I've got a compiled list that I. Bless you. Okay, so so while uh, while I'm bringing that up, um, can you maybe share us a little bit of like how how much traction has this given you? Uh, as far as, um, you know, you've sent it to other agents, you sent it to buyers, uh, you know, has it helped you actually move the needle in your business? I, I think, I hope so. It's, it's very soon because I'm using it for COVID now. Yeah. And, and so I, this was a new implementation just like a month before COVID started. So I, I, I don't know yet, but it was certainly easy to just make it into, it was like, holy cow, I've been doing this anyways. And now I can show my clients like show this to your buyers so that you can see if you're serious about seeing this house or not, look at all these different things. And hopefully the buyer takes the time to do that. You know, like that's the most, but for sure that house that is in the link that you're going to put up, we got a showing on that house. So, and we went through the buyer went through all that stuff and, and you know, then I know that my clients are excited. They know, this person that came through our house is ex they're serious about seeing this house. Awesome. So, so I'm gonna that's I'm gonna show this here and just yeah. scroll through. So this is the property at 136 Wood Buffalo Way, and so this is a bomb bomb template, correct? It is no, it's not. I'm it's not. I, I'm kind of begging them to create a template. I had to make it myself from my right. own branded stuff. But Sorry, I what I mean is this is, is this is sent through bomb bomb or no? Yes, yes, it is. But you okay. can create it. You can if you're not if you don't have a branded one, I go through a section to show you how you could make one your own. Brand bomb bomb is so busy right now with trying to get teachers going. I've asked that they create it. Yeah. So just walking people from the top. So this is your welcome uh, professionally to done video, or is this your virtual open house? Nope. This is the this is the house. Yeah, this is the uh, the one that the videographer is doing, you know, high no, production. I filmed it. Filmed I filmed it. it. Yeah, wow, I filmed it. 
and and my assistant helps me film part of it with the part that I'm in, and then we kind of split up. For let's 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 be considerate of people who maybe aren't as camera savvy as, as you. So this is the video that that a videographer would do. Like this is not you walking yes. around with your iPhone, right? This is oh. with a high quality camera, edited, set to music, all that sort of stuff. Is that right? There's a couple sections of B-roll though that is my is my phone. Good. Yeah. Uh, you're just you're just too savvy. I'm trying I'm trying to make this uh, digestible for people who okay, okay. You know, maybe don't have right. that camera. It was all with the camera. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. So there you go. So there's the, the information. This, on the is Mac. this is my Mac daddy here. Yeah. And then this video in this template, what is this one? Good morning, Port McMurray. Melanie Gallagher. That is the walkthrough. That is the workflow. Um, like, that's the live open house that we did. That's the last um, one that I did before COVID stopped. Or before COVID started. Yeah. So then, as um, you can see right after it, I included the floor plans. I just love yeah. the feature. So you see, so this is the video just for those watching um, that is actually, she did this as a virtual open house, but then repurposed the video afterwards. I get to talk about all those little things. They painted their cabinet. They, they, they talked about some of the troubles that I talked about some of the challenges that they had with some of the different types of paint. And then her decorating, I didn't need to help them stage at all. They're amazing. Yeah, and so if you're not following, if you didn't see that, so there's just the high quality professional video up here. This is the virtual open house. So she's using both of those in, in this one template. Then you get into the floor plans. And then and then now if they click on this, what happens? Well, press it. <laughs> I need to uh, open <laughs> Oh, you want to introduce it. Okay, so this is the link to the 360 tour. Right. So okay. it takes you to, it opens up another window just because yeah. it's a website and then you can do the eye, the eye guides and it's all branded. Yeah. Which is great. And I'll bring that on screen here as well. So I'm going to pull down the template and I'm going to put up, so I clicked on that blue link and then this is what, what comes up is this is the branded eye guide 360 tour. Yeah. And so when I, when the people click on these different discs that are on the floor plan, it takes them to this different spot in the house. And so that they can, as you say, tour it on their own time. Mm -hmm. But you see every nook and cranny, right? You see right. Every nook and cranny. So yeah. uh, hopefully, we're creating a, a good, you know, picture in the minds of of everyone who's watching this. Where you know, between a professional videographer, uh, the three hundred and sixty, you know, showing experience, and a virtual open house done on your uh, social media, when packaged all together, I mean. It's if there was a client who was going to write an offer subject to viewing after seeing this, I could definitely see people being you know more comfortable with that idea, wouldn't you? Oh, for sure. The sellers are so happy, and that's the biggest thing. They were with someone else before, and um, that only did an open house. That's it. Right. Focus on, right. You know, and that's why my my tagline is passionately going beyond the lawn sign. <laughs> passionately going on. I love that. Yeah. That's like, that's like the old joke of, of most realtors, uh, uh marketing and two-step marketing plan, step on the lawn, put in the sign, step <laughs> off the lawn, wait for the call. Uh, so click the 360 tour. So I'll just keep scrolling. Now these are your high res photos. Yeah. And then of course the discover Fort McMurray app, which we're going to talk about at the end of the interview, but okay. from top to bottom guys, one last review, professional photos, all of the deets they need to know. Here's the write up. Here's the, the virtual open house that was repurposed from her Facebook Live. There are the floor plans. 
click here for the 360 tour and then the high resolution photos. I mean, holy smokes, Melanie, that's incredible. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So yeah. the cool thing is with that, so that email, I just sent to Braden as a URL. So every yeah. single email that you create inside of BombBomb, not the Google, like not your Gmail, not the Gmail extender, but in the program, you get a URL. So now I have a list. I have a list that I can send and you, you kind of showed that. It's in the tutorial. Yeah. But that yeah. tutorial goes step by step on what to do. Bob Bomb interviewed me last week about or this week about it. And uh, I think they're kind of happy that they, did, <laughs> they didn't have to do it. Yeah. They're, they're so busy doing other things. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So I feel like we've, uh, we've, we've really exhausted this virtual tour, uh, virtual open house, 360, all that stuff. So we've, we've covered it all. Um, can, can we circle back before we go to the Fort McMurray uh, app to just talk about some of the other questions I've been asking our other guests? Yeah. Someone was okay. like, how long does it take to put that package together? Yeah, so this is a question from Coral Gilbert. Coral is asking, how long does it take to put the package together once you've filmed your own video? So you're obviously, you know, an expert at this now, but when, when you're first starting out, what do you think a reasonable timeline would be? Probably 20 minutes. Like if you're doing the first one, the first one's gonna take the longest, but you can you can copy one once you've done it and then just change the information. So you don't have to start from scratch every single time. That'll save you a lot of time. Um, I, I really impress upon my assistant to take her time. So it probably takes her 10 minutes. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. yeah. And, and I would say just knowing, cause I, I do a lot of technology training with agents at various spectrums of, of comfort with tech. You know, I would say if, if you hunkered down for an hour with a blueprint on how to do this uh, and you're spending an hour per, per listing, that would be, you know, if, if you would say not, if you don't identify with being tech savvy, then I would suggest that it'd probably be about, about an hour. Um, there will be a learning curve of, of getting the bomb bomb template and obviously bomb bomb comes at a cost. And I recognize some people watching this are, are really watching their expenses. So, you know, if you don't want to invest in bomb bomb as a platform, um, you know, you could do this by embedding links in your own emails. That would be free. It just doesn't look as good. It's not as, as, as um, user friendly, but you know, there's, there's ways we can do this on the, on the thrifty side too. Um, so I, I want to ask you right now about your, your marketing and your prospecting, because, you know, obviously we don't want to be perceived as tone deaf, you know, the idea of saying business as usual back to business, like that's probably very insensitive and you might offend people out there, but we also know that one of the best ways we can boost our bottom line is not just by managing our expenses, but it's by maximizing our revenue. What have you done recently to to make sure that you're still marketing and prospecting in a way that's that's appropriate for the times? I pulled back from a lot of my ads right now because I just don't feel like it's the it's the right time. But my yeah. messaging just changed a little bit from and and please do not use messaging like oh do you want to quarantine here? Don't do it. It's so it's so bad. It's so bad. Right. But, but what I will say is like, so I'm trying to entertain people. It's like, okay, you want to distract yourself for an hour, have a look at this. There's some amazing design ideas in this house. Check it out. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, it's the soft sell. I've told every, I have set expectations of my sellers right now as well. Right. Yeah. It's like I am not spending money right now because it's not the right time. Let me okay. hold off. Let me save that money until it's a better time until this is over. 
And my clients are cool. They understand. They respect it. But I have that relationship, right? And it's like, I'm not spending money. We're not allowed to even, we're not even allowed to do open houses right now. So their expectation levels are, are lower, but it's because I have that relationship and I have that connection with them that we're chatting and we're talking. And so they, they know, and they understand what's happening. So am I prospecting much? I'm going to tell you, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not right now. Where I am. Really cool. Yeah, everyone to this point that I've asked that question to has said the same thing, just so you know. I'm just trying to help give people a blueprint. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that because I just feel like it's not the time. So where, but yeah, I'm sure some people can relate. I'm not good with downtime. It is not good for my mental well-being. So I have dove head deep into being so use so discover Fort McMurray is my community page and it's the it's a you know um Michael Michael Thorne has my my North Langley um you can creep it on Facebook do not like my page please on Facebook if you want to like my Instagram page I highly encourage that but do not like I will un I will unlike you on Facebook. You will not be allowed to. Okay, I have to ask why. Because you're spending money on ads to the people that like your page and you don't want to spend money on people who aren't in Fort McMurray. Is that fair? Uh oh. Melanie, I've lost your audio. There you go. I can hear you now. Yeah. Just the button by accident. No worries. Um, was that was my my intuition on that correct? Yes. Yes, completely. Right. So I'm so liking your business page after this. You have no idea. I don't, I don't do, I don't do a lot of, um, I don't do a lot of ads on discover Fort McMurray. I kind of let it be its own thing. Yeah. Literally today I started a show like this, but using a different program and I'm kind of liking your program seems a little bit easier than what I'm trying to do. (laughs) It works. Uh, yeah. So, so talking back to getting to these points, I want to be able to wrap this up for, okay. for you and everybody in the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So I'm hearing you say, um, you're marketing, you're pulling back from some areas. I, I don't want to know how much you're investing in marketing. I'd like to know where you're investing your marketing. So what are, what do you normally do for marketing and that, that you're pulling back from? I'm pulling back from Facebook ads, okay. like paid ads and Instagram okay. paid ads. Okay, great. And then as far as prospecting, I'm hearing you say you're not really doing that. And, and the mantra I'm throwing out to to my community is is, is sort of two um, lines that I keep saying to people over and over again is we need to shift from sales to service. Okay. And, and the second is we need to go from promotion to presence. We need to have a strong, strong presence in the hearts and minds of our people, but we want to shift from promotion. Is it, I don't know, Melanie, agree, disagree. What are your comments on perfect. those two thoughts? No, I don't need to say another thing. You said perfectly. Okay. Let's talk about your social media. Um, cause, cause you are very active on social and, and I have noticed that you've shifted from promotion to presence. Um, we, is there a rhyme or reason? Is there a, a, a strategy here? Or are you just kind of going with the flow with your social media right now? No, this is total strategy. So the strategy is that, um, I, I'm, the Chamber of Commerce, I'm also on the board of the Chamber of Commerce. Like we're just in a position right now that they don't have staff and they don't have a lot of money to um, to do some of the stuff that they would like to. I have the platform. I have an app called Discover Fort McMurray. I have about 200 businesses on it. And they reached out to me and said, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I was thinking about this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And so economic, Wood Buffalo Economic Development and the uh, NABA, which is the 
Indigenous Chamber of Commerce has also gotten in behind it in support of, um, you go to discoverfortmcmurray.com, which is like a masked page on my website, but I really tried to take it, like there were some sales pieces on the side. I took that off, um, but it's it's focused on the apps. The apps services are all on there. And so businesses yeah. can register as well. And I'm using BombBomb Forms yeah. to have businesses register so that I can get all the information that I need for them. So I can get the word out in one place for people to go to. So okay. I'm I'm putting becoming a social mayor on steroids. I've just created a group this week too called Discover Fort McMurray Business Support COVID-19. So just try and do like I had a question today, like is is Canadian Tire open? Yeah, it's open. Yeah. so so we can get the word out and good messaging and positive messaging let's let's fill in the gaps here for some of our viewers so so you have a personal facebook page yes you have a melanie gallia remax fort mcmurray business page yes you have a discover fort mcmurray page as well yes sorry is it a group or a page i have a discover fort mcmurray is a page and then i have a group Okay. But I just started. And the reason I started the group is because groups tend to get in deeper into people's feeds than pages do. Pages are becoming noise. Yeah. Um, I am posting some stuff from my page into the group as well to try to drive some traction and direction there so that people can really see okay. I am being of service. That is the whole messaging and behind it. I am being of service to this yeah. community. So yeah. I was already doing Discover Fort McMurray videos uh, and interviewing businesses, but it's not the time to go into their business and interview them right now. Yeah. And, and so doing something like this, what you're doing, I failed forward this morning because I don't have the program figured out, but it was like, okay, you'll just, I'll just, I'll just figure it out. I'll just figure it out. I can, when we're done, I can give you a quick walkthrough on the system I'm using right now. Some of the pros and cons. Um, okay. So and then, and then also just so people are aware that the, there's actually an app like in the app store called discover Fort McMurray that you've created. And that yeah. is, that is a huge community builder for you as well. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, that started like May 1st, 2016. Like I was ready to rock. I came off of, like, I barely slept during my vacation because I had all these ideas of stuff I wanted to do these 30 videos in 30 days, launch the app at the same time. And then the fire happened. So what happened after the fire was like, listen, tell me if you're open, we'll use the app um, as something. But it was like, it wasn't the best time because it was, it was screwed here, right? Like yeah. people's, like people lost houses. They didn't know what to do. Like it just, it, it yeah. just, it wasn't the right time. This is the right time to push this forward yeah. because people are at home. They're not, they're not traumatized by having yeah. lost their house. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just traumatized by having to spend time with their kids so much. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so it sounds like on your social media, you're, you're, you're not, you're not promoting, you're not doing that. Like if you get a new listing, are you going to put it on Facebook? Um, oh, Cause you have sure, an obligation yeah, to market the home. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. But it's not going to be the, the hardcore sale that I was doing before. Okay. Right. Like, and, and I, I feel like my sellers are kind of people that are thinking about listing coming up shortly are waiting. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your your headspace and you know how are you staying optimistic? How are you staying motivated? Uh, you know, there's so much media out there to consume. 
and the vast majority of it is negative and it's easy to get super caught up in that. So like, what, what are you doing right now to just, you know, make sure that you maintain a good headspace through this? Um, I am drinking a little more wine than I usually do, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but, but that's not the only thing that I'm doing, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, as much as I joke about that, being of service like this is helping my headspace because I'm helping other people. Like the discover for McMurray is, is very, very fulfilling. I also like, I, I see a counselor every single week. We're doing it virtually and she's yeah. helping me with my headspace, my mind space. I've been seeing her for since September and I'm seeing someone else before that. And, and that's what I do. That's what I do to keep my headspace. I just had my very first virtual uh, meeting with my therapist last week. And and someone I've been meeting in person once a month for you know six seven months and it's our first go over Zoom and it was yeah. it was actually it was nice yeah it's yeah. good and then and then whoever I pay attention to in on social there's this woman in in uh, in Alberta her name's Dr Jody Chambers yeah phenomenal now she's this potty mouth but oh my God she's just so good. Yeah. You know, just talks about hurt people, hurt people and, and that sort of stuff. So just pay attention to who you're focusing on when you're on your social, yeah. you know, if it's getting to be too much, then set boundaries for yourself. I think yeah. this is the other reason why this is happening is that people are learning to set boundaries for themselves, yeah. whether it be with your children being home all the time or work or like, it's just, it's just a, <laughs> being called Mel or Melanie. Yeah. Yeah, you got to set those boundaries. Got to set those boundaries, right? Again. And, and respect them. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, well, let's let's maybe move on to the uh, one of the always the taboo topics, which is you know finances and money and, and whatnot. So you've gone through this experience in 2016 where yeah. your business came to a screeching halt. <clears throat> you didn't know exactly how long you were going to be able to uh, you know resume going back to to earning an income. Um, what are what are you doing right now to make sure that you're managing the expense side of the ledger right now? Um, I will be signing up for the government loans because yeah. I want to keep my staff for as long as I possibly can. Like that's and my staff are contracted; they're not paid employees, so I don't get to take advantage of that seventy five percent of wages being covered. Yeah. And and I just feel like what we're doing right now is being of service. So. Whenever someone signs up for the app, it literally needs to be manually updated to the app. And so, and then just getting the graphics going, my designer's doing that, but they're not as busy. So that's, you know, that's one way I'm not spending as much on, um, I'm not spending as much on ads. We're not eating, obviously we're not eating out as, as much as we were. So we're at so you're, just, you're just tightening up some of the basics right now. Yeah, just tightening yeah. up. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and then, you know, we talked about the mental, physical health part um, a, a little bit. I mean, on the physical side, what, you know, I know you love getting out on the golf course and, and the weather must be getting a little bit better. So it's probably a tough time right now. You can't do that. Well, it, they're deemed non-essential here. So that yeah. means they're not going to be allowed to open. They can still work there and take care of it, but it's, and that's going to be that's going to be the devastating part because I hope that they can find, I hope that we can find a way to make it work. Um, yeah. But yeah, cause I just, I, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. We still have snow here. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. We won't go so so the, the last thing I, I want to ask you, um, you know, wrapping up, obviously the people who experience from, you know, 40 years in the business to 40 days in the business and everything in between, 
you know, if you if you were working with someone right now that hasn't been, you know, punched in the face by a market like this before, like, yeah. you know, anyone I would any in my mind, anyone who's eight years or less, uh, even though eight years is very experienced, um, they haven't really gone through a, a shift like this in the market. You know, right. they've gone through balance or they've gone through a hot seller's market. So if you were mentoring someone right now, someone reached out to you and said, hey, I need I need just a pep talk. I need some mentorship. Like what advice would you be giving someone who, who maybe finds himself you know, without a bit of without a blueprint on navigating right. a tough market? Oh, we've been in a tough market for so long. I'm kind of over it. Um, I would say you got to work on your mental health. That's the, probably the number one thing, you know, being positive, like, but it's an opportunity right now to be of service, find ways to be of service. You, you, I know we can, it may seem like a taboo point. Um, don't spend a lot of money. You don't have it. Don't spend it. Work smart, not hard. You know, like if you followed the tutorial that I did on how to do live open, like how to get 20 pieces of content out of two videos, which is essentially two live open houses. If you do just those things, you will do well. Yeah. And I think working smart, let's, that's actually a great point. Let's, uh, cause I marked it down and I wasn't going to ask you cause I forgot. <laughs> so, uh, Melanie, one more this. point, one okay. more point. Yes, and it's being consistent with those things. Be that's the, like being consistent. And here's the, really, here's the secret formula to being a successful realtor is this consistency systems and your relationship with other realtors. Mm. That's it. Tell me more about the last one. Mm. I've learned the hard way. Um, I heard this really great quote at, uh, by Tracy, uh, she's out of Guelph Waterloo area and, um, she's an, a deep introvert, but she said, you know, we were, yeah. 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 And so she talked about being, uh, working in co-opetition and I can just think of two deals that happen to be on the same street, like, and me on both sides, like not buyers, like one deal was a buyer, other deal was a seller. And if it wasn't for the relationship that I had with those agents, those deals would have been hell, absolute hell. You know, when I think about, I, I just, and I've seen an, an agent in our market, um, they've just recently moved markets now, but he realized that he made a huge mistake and not having a good relationship with realtors because it was difficult. I didn't want to show their stuff. I hated doing deals with them. And I think that they left a lot of money on the table because they weren't, and it's not about being easy. We still have a job to do, but I believe that I am, I, I can be a hard ass. But if I'm giving you, giving you a shit about something, second word, second half hour, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, you're not doing your job and I'm going to call you out on that. So I try to find a good way to be like supportive, but yet like not berate someone. But at the same time, it's like, you have a job to do. Come on. Yeah. And, yeah. and the good agents that I have, I'm like, listen, this is what's going on. As much as I have permission to tell things, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, here's where we're at. Here's some solutions. Let's work Here's together. some solutions. Here's some yeah. solutions. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to finish up with the 20 um, pieces of content from one video piece. So I will share this as well. Um, but uh, on our insider page, because you did a YouTube video on this, where basically you, you've shown how you can record one video. So let's use the virtual open house example. You yes. can record one video. And from that one video, you can use it 
in up to, if not more than 20 different ways by chopping it up and repurposing this and that. So why don't you tell us a bit about that uh, as we close so this it out. Is, that, that video is actually shooting two different videos and getting those 20 pieces, but you okay. could still shoot one video and still use it on Instagram TV and not fix the sizing and not do any of that. It would be a little more techie, but there's ways to get around this stuff. Yeah. So what I wanted to show is like, so Gary Vaynerchuk inspired this video and he came out with that 80 point deck of like from one hour video, he comes up with like 80 pieces of content. And I'm like, okay, that's insane. I can't do that. But mm-hmm. he's talking about different platforms and different sound bites. And, and I probably could create even, even more out of my, out of the one tour, out of the one walkthrough, yeah. whether it just be a clip of the kitchen or I, I know that there's deeper, but this scratches the surface to show you what you can do whether it's advertising the event or doing it afterwards or how you can use it in order to market your live open houses. Um, So it's step-by-step how I do it. There's even some tips on how to film in the second part, in the second part, which talks about Instagram and using Instagram live and, and how to use this puppy, right? Mm -hmm. Like some of the best practices. And, and Mm -hmm. the, the one thing, you know, just start with a smile. And make sure your sound, make sure you're close enough because you, you really can't use a microphone with these guys. Yeah. Um, just because of the way my phone is anyways, there's no microphone jack for this guy. And and just be close, be clear. And I want have fun. Yeah. Right? Like, I love what you, it's such a great reminder for me this morning. I failed forward, mm-hmm. right? My video, there was parts of my video where you couldn't hear me. <laughs> it was like... <gasps> I have no idea what that's like. I've never experienced that before. Just kidding. It's super frustrating. Okay. Well, Melanie, not Mel. Melanie, thank you so much for uh, spending the last hour and a half with us, for for encouraging us, for educating us. Uh, Just, yeah, thank you. I I, I know that I follow you online. You make me laugh. (laughs) You also teach me things. Uh, And yeah, I just, I love every time we get to talk about this sort of stuff. So thank you so much for collaborating. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to say to the Remax Wilson community? Enjoy your weather. Stay safe. Uh, Find me on LinkedIn. Find me on Instagram. Um, Leave my business page alone. And if you get value out of this or you have any questions, just reach out. Um, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can to answer your questions if Braden can't answer them. And, and Michael Thorne taught me out of R4, I decided I was doing video out of one of his sessions and it was the very first session he ever did. And, um, he helped me and I promised that I would pay it forward. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, and I've been there, done that. And it just, the, the, my last tips is it put it in your calendar and make, make the decision to start and then put it in your calendar and then make that time unmessable with that you learn how to do this. I've had to do the same thing with this. I remember learning sucks sometimes, but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. And just be patient with yourself. And it doesn't always have to be perfect. I think that's probably what I like about the lives the most is that it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I get to just be myself. I don't, not this fake thing. And People are either going to like it or they're not going to like it. And I hear like 98%. I only hear the good stuff. I don't even hear anything bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. All right. I will uh, touch base with you uh, after we, we go off the air here. I'll send you some info about the system I'm using. And we, we can keep we can keep failing forward together. Perfect. I love All it. All right. Thanks so much, Melanie. Talk to you soon. Good night. 
All right, there you have it. Melanie Gallia from Remax Fort McMurray. If you have clients heading out to Fort Mac, uh, whether they're investors or they're moving there for work or whatever the case may be, make sure you look her up. Consider sending her a referral. She's an excellent agent. Uh, and yeah, she, she's obviously been very generous with her time and her information. So uh, that's what we have for, for today, guys. I'm going to uh, include some of the links to the various videos that she referenced and that we pulled up on screen here so you can see that. Hopefully this has been a good use of your time. We've learned a few things. Uh, we'll keep next week back with another, uh, another guest on the show talking about what they're doing to move their business forward during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, as I say, our focus, uh, of course, is we want to increase everyone's bottom line through this. And we do that through managing expenses and maximizing revenue. And so hopefully you found some inspiration here on ways that you can continue to move your business forward. I uh, also want to say have a fantastic Easter and, and Passover. Hopefully you're going to get some time to spend with your, your loved ones. And uh, yeah, just want to say we're thinking about you. We care about you guys. Thank you so much and have a great weekend. Bye for now.